What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yeah. If people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the Out of Office Podcast. We're back again this week. I'm here with Josh. How you been, Josh? How's your weekend been going, man? It's been it's been a good weekend, Dylan. It's been a good weekend. How about you? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, I've had a good time. I went home yesterday, got to spend time with my little brother, and going to go float the river today, so that should be fun. Nice. What about you? Yeah, that should be good. I it's been a good weekend so far. Yesterday, just kind of hung out, watched the Blazer game. You know, oh. the Blazers won, which is which is great. We're in the playoffs versus Lakers. It was a super close game. Yeah, versus Lakers. Good luck. I know. I'm trying to bet money on it, but I'm having trouble figuring out how to do it. I'll I spent like money. an hour yesterday. <laughs> I'll bet money with you. Oh, you? Oh, really? Let's do it. Let's do it. What, what kind of odds are you trying to give me? Uh, Obviously, I won't do it straight whatever, up. Whatever's the odds are of the casino, I'll give you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, how much are you trying to bet? Twenty thousand dollars. Fifty. I'll do fifty. Let's do fifty. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Whatever the. I'll check later. Actually, today. I need to check these odds. <laughs> so I lose like a thousand dollars. It's like a hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One second. Let me turn down my mic real quick. All right, we back, baby. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I don't want to bet you 50 bucks and then my potential losses are like $1,000 because it's just not <laughs> worth it for me. Yeah, we'll check the odds, but we can we can pencil at a $50 bet. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. I've been I've been trying to bet on the series. So I uh, spent like an hour yesterday doing that. Checked out Keith's new place too. Went up to went up north and checked out his new spot. He got the keys yesterday, so congrats oh, to Keith. Nice, congrats. Keith making Close. big boy moves. The next real estate mogul. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that was um, that was a lot of fun. And then today, it's we're recording at eight a.m. on a Sunday. You know, podcast grind never stops. So. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I think it, go. I'll see what I'm still gonna do today. It's still early. Yeah, we'll be able to you know get a lot of stuff done because usually we'll do it what like around eleven or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, it's nice going a little bit earlier. I have my coffee with me. On my second cup, so it's going good. Nice, nice. I've just got a glass of water. I usually, when I drink coffee, I usually won't drink it until at least like 11 o'clock. Because I feel like in the morning I have oh, a pretty decent amount of energy. And then I start to mm. get, lose motivation as the day goes on. <laughs> I see. You're a big, uh, yeah, late morning, after, early afternoon drinker. Yeah, yeah. But not really that big. I don't really drink coffee that much. I've started drinking espresso and that's it slaps. It's pretty good. And it's like... Uh, got like a special little machine i can't say what it's called because i don't remember what it's called so next episode stay tuned (laughs) yeah it 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 is coffee at the end of the day you know it's just in higher concentration yeah Um, i like espresso i want to get an espresso machine i was looking at that yesterday and then i saw the price of them i was like oh Ah, just just bought a house I was like, I will stay with my little French press that was twenty dollars. Uh, yeah, espresso machines the nice ones are like a thousand bucks. They look sick though, but oh yeah, um, just not yet, not yet. 
Not yet, but that, yeah, that's like a purchase you make and it's like, you'll have it for a couple of years and whatnot, right? Or at least like 10 years yeah, for probably. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I bet if you get a nice one, you know, it lasts forever, especially if you're only using it for yourself, right? The coffee house ones have to be, well, I don't think you would get an industrial grade one, but they last, you know, for so many cups of coffee made. So I'm sure hopefully uh, a pretty nice one would last uh, at least five or 10 years. Yeah. Are you a big Starbucks guy? Because if you do go to Starbucks all the time, then you'll save a lot of money. I would think in the long run, probably in like one month, if you just go every day, you'll pay for it. No, I'm not a big Starbucks. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um, I don't go to Starbucks. I don't buy coffee that much unless it's I'm out and about and it's like the afternoon. Like normally I make it at home. Um, and then, yeah, if I'm out and about on like a Saturday or Sunday, that's typically when I buy it. But outside of that, I try. I try not to um, save a couple of dollars, you know, just making it making it myself yeah same here just because starbucks for like uh just a tall kind of like specialty drink like maybe like a mocha or something like that it's almost like five bucks or it is five bucks yeah so it's just like man yeah. whoever goes there some people go multiple times a day it's like you yeah. go you go twice a day it's at least like 10 bucks you're spending over a week that's you know 70 bucks on just coffee <laughs> mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah and i normally just get drip too which makes it like less or americano okay i uh my body doesn't handle dairy as well mm, and then the oat milk stuff and the other types of you know milk substitute they're okay but I, I guess i just don't like it enough to to get like the the more fancy drinks and i have enough sugar as it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> without you do. the coffee <laughs> normally i'm probably rolling up in a starbucks and i've already had like a donut or two and so i was like i just can't handle uh, i think i'm putting a, a max on the sugar intake my body has right now yeah and take it oh man it's funny because when you when i would see you getting candy in college you would get like all a bunch of like stuff that i feel like people ate in the 1940s <laughs> Like, you know, you guys know, like, the candy cane, like, colored mints that are, like, circular and they're white and uh, red. Josh yeah. had a massive bag in his bed that he would just snack on. I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is what you're snacking on? <laughs> then you had the yeah, sugar like daddies. That. Was that that one of them, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't eat those anymore. I have, uh, it, it keeps taking out my two front teeth are, like, half fake. Okay. My two front teeth and... Whenever I eat it, like half the time they fall out and it's very expensive to get their own place. I did that a couple times as a kid, so I can't do, I can't do that anymore. But yeah, I feel like I got that from my dad. He's a, he's a big candy snacker Okay. and he, he eats the old school candies. And so I ate a lot of that growing up Yeah. and I feel like I got that piece from him. Um, I mean, it makes sense because he's older, but you're, I would think that you'd try some (laughs) other stuff, (laughs) but now you've changed, you've changed. I see you got Sour Patch Kids and stuff like that getting younger with age i've been trying to diversify my candy interests a little bit more as of late trying to cut back a little bit too you know only a a pack a day okay that's good (laughs) you're like person with cigarettes yeah i used to do two packs a day now i'm down to one yeah exactly 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 yeah but this week uh definitely had some big news especially since uh, Mm -hmm. last week i said i was off the kamal train (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> now she's the uh, it's official. Yep, she's the VP pick. And I'll say, I will say though, I had done some thinking about it, and I don't know who else they would have chose. I I don't think they could have chosen really on paper like a better pick in terms of. Yeah, everything. it's. Yeah, I agree. It's funny because we've been joking around for a couple of weeks that you know whenever you announce her as the pick, 
because I feel like it was kind of implied. And it seems like what they were, I bet what they were doing over the last couple of weeks is like doing a lot of cleanup, getting the, the speeches prepared, like making sure, you know, we go and announce and this happens and then this happens and it all, you know, we got everything lined up. Um, because, yeah, I don't know who else they would have picked. Yeah, yeah, me neither. And at least on paper, um, one of our friends sent us the issues that she's, you know, for and whatnot, and she seems pretty liberal on there. I don't know if she actually has any proof that she's this liberal, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that, that was cool. But, yeah, I really don't think they could have chosen anyone else because she's perfect in terms of Trump's, you know, pushing law and order, and she was literally a mm-hmm. prosecutor. And so I think they're trying to like push her as like some super left leaning liberal, which I thought was really odd that they would decide to do that. It's just like uh, the record. I don't think people are really going to believe that so much because one of their critiques of the left is uh, she's, you know, not liberal enough and she's, you know, too center Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, she Mm -hmm. can combat that. And, yeah, I just I don't think anyone else could have been picked. That would be better. Yeah. It is a bit funny the that she was a, a prosecutor. The the meme Jesse sent us yeah. was super funny <laughs> where it was like, Joe, defund the police at the same time, here's a cop vi- vice president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically, you know, she's a she's a cop, a previous cop at the end of the day. Yeah. But you know, being an attorney general prosecutor, it's it's hard. So Yeah. I mean um, people do have to go to jail. Yeah, not giving her an out at all. Like, uh, I think I still need to do more research. Like, I think a lot of the criticism is valid. But Mm -hmm. as we always say, it's all relative. And, um, you know, you have two choices, basically, in this election. So you can make your pick. Um, It's interesting that Trump and his team came out with the the strong racism almost immediately. The birther. (laughs) With the birther conspiracy almost immediately. I was like, oh, man, just racism right out the gate. Yeah. That's uh, that was fast. (laughs) It seems like uh, when I watched, uh, are you talking about the Trump interview where he was just saying, oh, I don't know anything about that or whatever. Where he's like, it well, seemed like he was like dipping his toes in it to see like, oh, let's see how people react mm-hmm. to this. Like me saying, oh, I don't really know, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's super intentional, right? Like they did their own planning and one of their senior legal advisors, I think, first gave, she first introduced like, hey, I don't know if she can run because whatever BS, you know, um, rules are trying to go and lean on uh, because of her uh, background, her ethnic background. And um, Trump, yeah, in an interview a couple days later, was just like, you know, they need to look into that. You would have thought they would have looked into it. I don't know, but they need to look into it, which is, you know, just his way of saying, pushing the the narrative without explicitly saying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's super, it's super annoying. It's hopefully people, you know, I guess now people will still buy it on on the right, especially the far right, Mm -hmm. like they did for Obama and stuff like that. But it's just funny how, Whenever it's, you know, a person of color, it's like, oh, they didn't they didn't actually live here. <laughs> They're not from here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They can't be president. It's, it's uh, like, oh, well, are they really like were they really born here? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's disappointing, but you know what? Well, I think we could have expected it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the they that was probably the pick that they are most concerned about on the Democrats that they would choose. Because it's the hardest person to go up against based on how they've Oh yeah, how their um, what their viewpoints are and their, mm-hmm. um, I guess supporters' viewpoints are. It's really hard to be like, oh, 
they can't use the oh you put too many people in jail or whatever yeah sort of thing it's like they're pushing law and order and things of that nature and so yeah they were just uh probably the most concerned about her like if it was elizabeth warren they'd be able to they'd mop the floor with her she Kamala is the best debater out of the four you know for sure yeah she's uh the best orator like by far mm-hmm. um and so yeah i'm sure they're nervous and i'm excited to see how it how it plays out i don't know what exactly how it's gonna look like i don't know if they're allowed to do a, a vp versus president <laughs> debate that would be a ton of fun because <laughs> they're gonna push her out as if she's the presidential nomination because people aren't excited about joe but they can get excited about kamala harris because it's something yeah, different. And Joe has already said he won't run again. Yeah. He's only going to be a one-term. Mm-hmm. He's a transitional candidate, as he calls it. Um, it's interesting. And we were texting a bit about this yesterday. I, I do also wonder, you know, was this always a plan? I thought it was always interesting that she dropped out so early. Yeah. She dropped out Agreed. Like, super, out the super gate. early. Yeah. And, like, I get it. The When she had dropped out, she did the math, and it didn't look great. Mm-hmm. But still, just, uh, you know, everyone else stayed in it way longer who was always worse on paper than she was, right? Yeah. And so I, I do wonder how much of this was always always planned. And they said, hey, just drop out now. Joe's probably going to get it. And then we'll do you VP, you know, and I'm, they're smart people. I wonder, I bet you she struck a bunch of deals with a bunch of people. It was just like, hey, I'll be the VP for you. Probably maybe mm-hmm. Warren, Bernie. Like all these people, just because they needed someone that was, everyone needed someone that was more like centrist. Yeah. So, for sure. I think, I think it, yeah, I think she made a bunch of deals, not just one. I don't think they knew for sure that Joe was going to win. Maybe they did because Pete Buttigieg jumped out out of nowhere as well, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was such a weird Democratic primary. Mm -hmm. When we look back on it, I guess Joe was always going to get it. There was just some noise and some nervousness, but Bernie, Bernie was looking good too. Uh, they wouldn't have let Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never done him dirty. They would have done him dirty at the end. Oh man! Uh, oh, we forgot a couple of your votes, <laughs> Bernie. Yeah, can't find numbers. <laughs> Weird, <laughs> super delegates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would have never let him win, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're we're officially gonna be in it. What do we have? Uh, it's August, the middle of August right now, so September. October, 89 three, days till election Two and a half months? Three or months. 88 days now. Months. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, they're definitely going to roll out Kamala as the, the primary candidate. She'll probably do the most press conferences mm-hmm. and all that thing, and Joe will mm-hmm. probably just be... He'll be there. <laughs> but, you know, he'll... Yeah, he'll be around. He'll be around. <laughs> I'm sure they wish that they could uh, have uh, Kamala go in and step in for... Um, Joe could Joe potentially gets I wonder if Joe could get sick or something and then she would just become the presidential nominee yeah I, I, I could see it or shortly after he gets elected or just, a year or two into it he's like ah, I'm too um, old for this where am I <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. is it the is it the um, house leader is third in line right I don't know if I it's think. the House leader. I think it's, I thought it was uh, someone else appointed to the president's cabinet. Okay. Okay. I don't know if the would House be leader is, is the House leader appointed by the president or is that by like Congress or House, the House, sorry, House representatives? 
Oh, interesting. I think it's so the the third person is Secretary president pro temper of the Senate. I don't even know what that means. Oh, okay. I've never heard of this term before, but it's Chuck Grassley, the Republicans, the third in line. Oh, interesting. So they don't even get. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. I, I, I it messed change, up. Though? It is the Speaker of the House. Okay. It is the Speaker of the House. Gotcha. It is third in line. I'm like looking at it weird because um, the first in line is the vice president. And uh, yeah, so it would be Nancy would be the, the current third in line, which I, is a bit crazy. I didn't even think about that. Like yeah. it's good you brought that up. I didn't think about who would be the end up being the vice president after this because they can pretty much pick anyone they want now. They get picked the president and the vice president. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I don't know. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi is still going to be the the House leader. She's also old. What like seventy five, eighty? Yeah, exactly. Man, that's wild. The Democrats are basically have found a way to choose who they want in office. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nancy Pelosi is, is 80. Yeah. And then Joe's just a vehicle to get them in because it, normally they may not, you know, be elected. And so it's just like, oh, we'll pull, Joe will pull him through, which is odd that Joe's the guy yeah. <laughs> able to do that potentially. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it would be Hakeem Jeffries would take over as uh, the House leader and he would become VP. I could see that. That would be tight. Two cool. two people of color running the Oval Office. That'd be what. They'll never let that happen. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Nancy Think of who our president is right now. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> very unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> would be uh, cool in theory, but no, yeah, not gonna happen. Very true. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. Oh, I'm all for man. it though, but I'm just trying to be like, I, I really, I do, I don't, I don't think that'll happen. I'd be, I'd be shocked. Be tight though. Yeah. Do you think we're even gonna vote this election if people are gonna get ballots around the country? Oh, you know, man. there's a lot of USPS news this week. A lot of USPS news. Uh, I think so. I hopefully. I think it's gonna be pretty messy though, because that's what the Trump administration wants, because they want less people to vote um, through mail. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think him saying that, like how it's you know fraudulent and whatnot, is gonna potentially backfire as his supporters will be like oh i can't vote by mail i need to go in and then they'll be like mm-hmm. oh i can't even get in because it's too far x y and z or you know i don't want to risk my health or anything like that so i think he's going to lose a lot of votes yeah. that way by saying hey this is fraudulent don't do it because everyone will be like oh what if i vote and then they change my vote to joe biden and kamal harris yeah it's going to be super weird and it, it's Weird, because Trump basically said, "Like I don't want to give them money because then people can vote in mail verbatim." Is what he said. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's just it's a bold, bold statement. Yeah, exactly. bold. Everyone can do, but his his base is a lot older too, mm-hmm. which is it seems like they would benefit a lot from mail in voting. They're typically probably the more at risk folks in this pandemic. Yeah. So you would think that uh, he would want his people to vote too. Well, I'm sure they've already done the the analysis on who who votes by mail. I'm sure. No, I mean he wouldn't just be pushing this if they didn't have you know some data to back it up or whatever. They no, they no, probably no. came out yeah. and said, oh, if people are able to vote by mail, it's not looking good for us because that means people in the city that wouldn't normally yeah. go and vote, they're going to be able to vote, and they'll vote mm-hmm. a lot more because it's just easier for them to do. 
Um, yeah, that's true. They got some smart people working for them, you know. Oh yeah, like the people that are I'm around sure them. They know exactly. They ran the numbers. Yeah, they've been up until like coronavirus. It was looking like he was a shoe in like nobody could stop him. It's true. Yeah. So they were they were doing exactly what they needed to do. Let's see. And if we remember correctly, the first time he's elected, nobody thought he was gonna win. Everyone's like, ah, no way he wins. Hillary's got this in the bag. It's going to make it really exciting, though, because I just don't trust anything now, right? Exactly. Like, a lot of the polling, people have said they they fixed it since the last election. Mm-hmm. I think with, like, the polling um, methodology and approach last cycle, like, there was just inherent flaws in it, which is why people say, like, oh, everyone, it was predicting Hillary to win, but then Trump did win. So they're saying they fixed a lot of it, but I don't trust them now. So it's just, like, a true toss-up. Yeah. I think it's going to be the most crazy if he loses, just because it'll be like, what's he going to do? Is he going to just be like, oh, I'm good. I'm all done. It was a good run. Congrats, Joe Kamala. No, he's probably going to for sure push. The mail-in ballots caused me to lose this election. This is a staying on democracy everywhere. Yeah. Rise up, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Take to Look the streets. military is pretty chill, yeah. I hope. <laughs> and they would be uh, on our side. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna go out and like celebrate if he loses, especially in cities. Oh, there's gonna be celebrations one way or another. There's gonna be protests in one way. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if he loses. I don't know if there's gonna be protests. You think so? I feel like they'll be a lot smaller. I feel like most Trump supporters, except like the really right wing ones, aren't aren't the type Mm -hmm. to go to protests. Yeah, like, they have their little their little gun rallies and stuff, but but that's not like I wouldn't say that's you know all of them. I would say that's like a yeah, that's true. Because if you think about it, most people in America just aren't like that. Yeah, that's true. And so yeah, but you know we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, you see, oh, yeah. oh sorry, do you see that uh, our police chief has stepped down? Carmen Best resigned. Yes. It's, uh, I think it, it's my initial reaction to it was I was a little bit bummed. I think, uh, it was pretty rash decision of city council mm-hmm. to go in and push that budget that they were pushing, which ultimately resulted in her stepping down. I think a bit of background as I like <laughs> jump into it, it sounds like the, the last budget proposal or something, they proposed cutting your salary or they passed cutting your salary by 40%. And then I think they said that they um, they had to lay off like a hundred officers, okay, or something like that. Because <laughs> we don't have a crime yeah. problem in Seattle at all. <laughs> yeah, forty percent's a a very big. It is. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. No, agreed. I feel like they don't know what they're doing, and they're just gonna do a bunch of stuff, and it's gonna backfire. To be honest. Yeah, and that's the thing with. Um, like the culture nowadays too. Like it's always hard because uh, I think there's structural things that we need to go solve for, mm-hmm. but it does need to be thoughtful and um, it, some of it takes time. And you know, I feel like sometimes we can jump to very rash dis- or um, you know, very impromptu decisions that you know have adverse consequences like i don't think i don't know if it's good for seattle for her resigning i would say no yeah i would say no 
No, and especially in terms of just diversity, she's a black woman. Like, how much more diverse are you going to get than that? Like, who's going to be our next police chief? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> she's she was the first black um, female police chief in Seattle, and it is uh, almost a, a very sad irony, right? That uh, a lot of the defund police. Um, police rhetoric is centered around um, correcting social injustices for African Americans, right? Yeah, and then we- and then they go and cut her budget like the way they did it, mm-hmm. like they did her dirty, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And I don't think they would have done it that way if it was a white male police chief. And I just think there's a sad irony in that. Like it's yeah, they did her dirty. Yeah, and it's like, don't you want people that are in power that are, you know, have that experience of being an African-American as well, and a woman at that as well, you know? And now, you know, who's going to be the chief? Like, who wants that job just in general? It's not going to be someone that's, you know, oh, yeah, I just want to, you know, make a big difference and whatnot. It's going to probably be someone that's like super pro-cop. It's going to be someone power-hungry. Yeah. yeah most likely. Say, I mean, I'm I don't want to... let this shit fly again. Yeah, I don't want to assume or whatever, but I would think that that would be the type of person that would want to take on this job versus someone that's like, I want to make an impact and make a difference because just seeing how she was treated, it's just like, who wants to go in and just no matter what you do, you're going to be treated like that. Like, uh, you're the you're mm-hmm. the cause of this, everything, you know, whatever. They, everyone acted like she had killed George Floyd and, and that sort of thing which was like pretty annoying to me because I mean obviously that situation affected her more than you know a lot of the people that were um, out there protesting and saying this was for X, Y, and Z when they just wanted to you know be part of something when they didn't really truly care about the movement. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people like that in Seattle in all honesty. But Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Didn't you for read sure. an article I think you're, you mentioned on Seattle Times? Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking a bit before we started. Just, um, I think it's an op ed that Danny Westney wrote. And one of the, the lines that he wrote, which I thought um, really resonated with me, was having the city's first black police chief get driven out, supposedly in the name of furthering black equality, was an embarrassment for our city. And, you know, Not, yeah, a true. couple pieces of that is true. Yep. It's, uh, and yet, Mayor Durkin yeah, it, is still a thing. Like she's still, mm-hmm. it's like she's the most trash person I think in Seattle, along with what's her name, Shuant, the socialist lady that goes up to people's houses yeah. and protests and stuff like that. That lady's a nut job too. But yeah, it's so, and so trash. it's interesting because I think all of the city council members, you know, rush out to apologize after she stepped down because the community is not very happy with it. Like um, with her, with the way they handled it, and so. Know, all the city council members said, hey, like we rushed to judgment. This was a little bit too fast. We apologize, except for her. Mm-hmm. She uh, she was like, I think the only one that didn't apologize. And was basically like, yeah, good. Yeah. Like, okay. What is that? I don't get what that lady wants. What's the goal here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah exactly. What, do you want? what What are we doing? <laughs> oh, abolish the police. We need, at the end of the day, everybody, we need police. Like if we just get rid of them all, it's just going to turn into chats. We saw what that was like. It's even worse. It's just a bunch of people <laughs> that everyone just assumes they have power all of a sudden like oh i could just do it now i'm a cop it's just like uh, mm-hmm. I, don't know. 
don't know. We need the police officers. Obviously, we need reform and things like that. But we need to do it systematically and test things out versus just saying, oh, 40 percent of your salaries cut police chief. And, you know, we're going to fire all these 100 100 officers just out of nowhere. And just it's like you got to do this systematically if we're going to actually make a difference and see what actually works versus just doing it just to look good and be like, oh, yeah. yay, we're, you know, so progressive. Woo, summer of love, as Mayor Durkin would say. Trash. Yeah, Woo, and for the Mayor purpose Durkin. of clarity, like, <laughs> yeah, and for the purpose of clarity, for me, like, I get it, right? Like, I think we need to look at how we yeah. go and spend our budget dollars and uh, can we shift resources from policing to uh, more preventative measures where, you know, we put money back in the community and we can prevent um, crime, you know, before it starts. Like, I get that completely. Same. But just going and cutting, you know, 40% of her salary without bringing her into the conversation, that isn't solving. That's just, you know, an F you yeah. to her, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that's the look, I would say. Again, I would I would argue it's not. Yeah. So. And, yeah, I'm all for putting resources into things that, you know, are preventative and that sort of thing. But we don't exactly know what that is just yet. And so we need to figure that out before we dump money into everything. Yeah, it's, it was just haphazard yeah. policymaking is what he said in the article, which I I uh, also agreed with. Agreed. But hopefully, maybe, you know, we were saying that the police chief that comes in is going to be, you know, really shitty. Maybe, maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. So let's give them benefit of the doubt i'm just saying like we're just basically saying odds are based on the job and how you know she was treated like who's gonna want that job it's like it's a job it's like going into a job where you just know everyone's gonna hate you no matter what you do and that you're gonna be put to blame for everything (laughs) yeah yeah exactly we'll see what happens it's a again i think seattle lost a a good leader and so that's um it's a bummer but great hopefully it'll be uh, a wake-up call and folks will pay a little bit more attention to you know when we go vote for city council yeah folks you know next cycle and hopefully uh it just doesn't backfire and then the crime just spikes and see how it becomes a nightmare <laughs> yeah which yeah but anyway yep yep uh, kind of uh, shifting gears, I guess. Enough on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sad <laughs> <on> topic. That. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate topic. But did you, uh, have you been following the uh, Fortnite versus Apple story? I have. It's a big one. Yeah. Fortnite is stepping up to Apple. Yeah. So uh, just a little background in case you guys haven't um, heard about this. Just, I'll just make this as simple as possible. Basically, the Apple App Store, what they do is they charge around 30% of however much you pay for an app to the company that's selling it. So the company gets like a 70% profit or so. I think that's the typical range at least. And what Fortnite did in order to kind of bypass this because Apple makes it so um, if you want to download an app onto your like iPhone, you pretty much have to use the App Store. And so Fortnite, what they did is they kind of inserted, I believe, like certain code to kind of bypass that. So they wouldn't, uh, Apple wouldn't be allowed to take as much profit. And then um, Apple obviously realized that they were doing this and kicked them off the App Store. And uh, essentially Fortnite responded by like putting out like an ad mocking an old Apple ad and kind of basically saying that they were ready to fight them in court. (laughs) Did I miss anything there? Is that 
is that pretty much what you got out of the story as well no uh, yeah and i think the ad was like the the big brother stuff right mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas them just watching over yeah they and it's cool too in some regard because fortnite is i think one of the few companies that have the power to actually try to stand up yeah and so they're they're deciding to take that power and they were ready too. They knew that there would be some pushback and they would get banned from the app store because as soon as they got banned, they had their, their 62 page legal complaint all ready to submit and they had their advertisement ready. So it seems like they're, they're definitely wanting to take a stand here. Um, it, it'll be interesting cause I don't know what's gonna, what's gonna come out of it. You know, it just may shift like how we, download apps entirely off the app store and maybe we um we go to a model where there's multiple app stores or some just different type of downloading mechanism um and i know apple got a little bit of pushback uh what was it a couple months ago because they're banning all of um google and microsoft's gaming services from being available on the iTunes or the the App Store or whatever. Mm. And so people thought that was like super cagey and even Macworld and a couple of other, you know, Apple centered sites um called them out and said, you know, that's not the right thing to do. And it is a bit interesting that when they go and do stuff like that, it's like, wow, I paid a thousand dollars for this iPhone, but I can't choose what to what games I can play on it, right? Yeah. Apple gets to choose for me what games you can play on it. And so like, I, I see why it's problematic. Um, it's very cagey and uh, anti-competitive in some regard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I know Google, I believe they kicked them off of their store as well. So we'll see what happens with them too. But yeah, Apple, they really do have a monopoly in terms of the apps. Cause I mean, at least on the iPhone. I mean, majority of people have iPhones and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they are making bank from it. But uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a, it's kind of cool. And I think Apple charges like a thirty percent fee mm-hmm. on their App Store or something like that. And I believe it's very standard. They don't have like any custom. Okay. And so I wonder if uh, if that's true. If they're just gonna push it and create a custom deal, and then it opens up the floodgates to like. Hey, a ton of people probably step forward and say, "Oh, I'm big enough too. I want a custom deal." Yeah, and so I know a lot of lawyers are going to be making a lot of money. If that's true, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> so a lot, a lot of, of paperwork and deal, yeah, deal making. But yeah, uh, do you play Fortnite on your on your iPhone? No, I don't really play video games too much. Yeah, to be honest, I played a couple times a, a couple years ago. It's pretty fun on the phone. They, they do a good job of like, yeah, on the phone, the UX and it's it, it moves quick and stuff. I think it's like a twenty gigabyte download or something. Mm. I'm being sarcastic a little bit, but okay. it's a it's a giant download. Oh, 20 gigabytes. That's crazy big. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It, I'm, but it it's is like, like my a, iPhone. A massive, yeah, just Fortnite. That's the only thing I have on there. Yeah. Oh. The Apple versus Fortnite. The the ad is super funny. I would suggest looking at it. I was like, wow, you guys are trolling so hard right now. You literally had this ready to go to to just troll them. Yeah, they really they really started a movement, and then it'll be like you said, it'll be interesting to see if other companies follow suit. Which because if everyone just turns on Apple and just like, hey, we want a different deal, but I guess you have to be a big enough app, and you know, how many apps are there like that? Yeah. 
It's Ooh. crazy stuff. Yeah. It is super crazy oh, stuff. Funny story, though. Did you see the uh, Seahawks player that got kicked off of the team this week? I did. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up. Can you can you give this story? I, I don't know if I'll do it enough justice. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> the Seahawks have been staying in a hotel during their training camp, and this is in order to kind of uh, somewhat quarantine the players and keep... Um, people from you know coming in and out and people interacting with tons of different people to keep people from getting the coronavirus all obviously and so one of the rookie players and this player has actually had the second lowest contract of any player on the entire Seahawks team so you would think he would be doing whatever he could to you know stay on the team and work hard and make sure he follows the rules um, but instead he decided to sneak a girl into his hotel room and you know that's that's not too crazy. Like I'm sure you know, it's a a young guy. Like you know, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the funny part about it was he actually had her dress up like a football player, and so she was like disguised <laughs> to look like a, a a football player in the coming in his room, and then he still ended up getting caught and got cut from the team. So I don't know. I just thought that was a pretty funny story. Yeah, but are you there, Josh? It cut out a little bit there, oh, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah. The the memes that were coming out of it were so awesome. I was enjoying Twitter a ton, just looking at all the memes. Um, and it's funny too because this guy's like, wasn't he a super low pick or something? He's, like he's kind of a nobody. He was like in the, the NFL. second lowest, got the second lowest signing bonus on the team. So he was like, okay. should be doing everything to, to try and stay on. <laughs> Yeah, and not to be rude, but he's basically like a nobody, right, yeah. in the NFL, and now he's just, like, blowing up over this, like, funny story. I wonder if he's going to, I don't know, hopefully take advantage of the moment, because I don't know any if any other team will pick him up. That's, so. <laughs> that's what he has to do. He has to make uh, a joke of it. The only hard part is it was uh, they kicked him off for, like, endangering the team because, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. and bringing someone in. So it's kind of hard to make a light of that situation when that's the reason you were kicked off. Um, but... If yeah. he does, that's kind of his only hope because I don't think any team would sign him and be like, okay, this kid really is going to do this and he's the lowest guy in the total pool. I, I, we're not even interested. In, like, why give him a chance? You know? Yeah. And there's a couple of other examples of that. I think a, a couple of baseball players did something similar and all the players on their team were, were super upset. Um, I know Rudy Gobert, I, I'm super curious to see what they do in the offseason with him. Because I know it sounds like people keep saying him and Donovan Mitchell are cool now, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that that just hurts their relationship a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's they'll get over it, but you know, still, you you don't forget stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is sad too because a couple of players or uh, family members of players have died now. Mm-hmm. I think Cat's mom passed away from COVID. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, and then. More recently, Yusuf on the Blazer, his grandmother died of uh, of COVID as well too, and so um, it is serious, like we've been saying. And so, yeah. uh, it's always funny in the moment. And like Lou Williams, it was kind of funny too. Like, oh, it's Lou. He went to the strip club and whatever, <laughs> but he accidentally gets infected, and then he infects another player, and now they get you know, family families sick. are coming to the. Yeah, the families are coming to the bubble and they're not professional athletes that are in the best shape of their life. Some of them are parents, grandparents visiting the bubble now. And so it is 
it, it, there's a lot of memes that always come out of it. Like it's kind of funny, but then at the same time, it's it's also not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Have you looked at the requirements for someone to come in for the uh, to the NBA bubble now? No, is it is it pretty intense? Ah, eh, somewhat. It just says the uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me. It says it has to be like someone that you've had a relationship war for for like a substantial amount of time. And so oh. that kind of just, I think a lot of uh, NBA players are getting girls. And I think I'm, I'll be shocked if nobody gets it, to be honest. Like they've yeah. got a perfect record. They're but, trying to make sure there's no Instagram girls coming through. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> And it's hard to track everyone moving in and out at that point once they do start having people come in. And if they're actually able yeah. to physically interact with them versus them just sitting on the sidelines. I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned. And if one person gets it, then that's like, that kills your team pretty much. Because everyone, for the people, people coming. Yeah. For the families coming in, do they have to stay in a bubble or do they just have like a separate entrance and they sit behind glass or something? Or are they a part of the bubble now? Uh, I'm not sure. I would assume they would have to mm. be part of the bubble and stay. And maybe if yeah. they do leave, they have to quarantine for a certain number of days and get tested. Mm -hmm. uh, to go in and out mm -hmm. um, that's my understanding i know they have to quarantine when they first come in and be tested and that sort of thing so i wouldn't doubt it um for the other end but yeah i don't know i i, I definitely could see a little outbreak happening and that would be a horrible timing with the playoffs you would think they would make it more strict during the playoffs and maybe in these initial games have it a bit more lax as it is now yeah, I hope I really hope nothing happens. And I think this week they reported for the second or third time that no players have tested positive. And so they're doing a good job thus far, you know, except for the the fringe cases of lose sneaking out and stuff. Mm -hmm. But overall, they've been doing good. So hopefully it continues. I'm been, I've been just loving the the quality of basketball being played. And so I really hope that nothing happens because i've just been really enjoying watching the games yeah a lot of players have been really going off i wonder if um i wonder if them like not having fans behind the hoop and it's just kind of being like a wall helps their shooting at all mm -hmm. because when they practice in the gym and stuff like that there's not fans behind them mm -hmm. so i wonder if that helps and then i also wonder if the guys that maybe get a little bit nervous or worried about the moment and like just always are going off in practice. I wonder if those are some of the guys that we've seen, you know, kind of going off in the bubble and having like yeah. outbreaks because they were just like, oh, I'm just a little get a little nervous or whatever, or getting in their head too much when there's a big crowd. But in the gym, they're just like a beast. Yeah, that's what people are saying about the Suns, right? That they went undefeated. And the reason why is that there's no distractions in the bubble. I think Arizona can have a lot of distractions, especially for young guys, an exceptionally young team. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of people are saying, oh, the Suns are actually playing well, really well now because uh, no distractions, absolutely none. They can't go out at night and, and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be fun to watch though. I'm glad there's stuff on TV that we can enjoy. That's not, you know, just the news. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's uh, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch and definitely a lot more positive than some of the stuff we read on the news right now. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, you, I don't know if you follow Andrew Yang at all, but for those of you that don't know, Andrew Yang was a guy who was running for president for the Democratic Party, and one of his mm -hmm. big things was um, giving everyone $1,000 a month, like a universal basic income. 
idea and then this week he kind of came out and was talking about how we should switch to a four-day work week versus five days and so i just thought i'd bring mm. this up because i wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this josh because i like andrew yang i like his ideas i just don't know if they would actually ever work and if, if actually implemented he's like a, he's like a guy that's like he's obviously really smart and he has like some good policies and then he'll just throw in something that you know everybody would want but may not work and i feel like that's how he's gained a lot of popularity yeah i like it though throw stuff out there and see if it sticks and i always think you know those crazy ideas seem crazy until they're not and so keep throwing them out i think a four-day work week would be super cool like uh, i think it would be great (laughs) obviously it would only really work for i think people um who do more desk jobs right yeah or are salaried and so you'd have to think through that piece because if you're working you know, hourly at Home Depot, like four day work week. It's like, like, okay, so you're just going to pay me less money. Yeah. 20% pay cut. (laughs) Yeah. Like that just doesn't work. And so, or do I work 10 hours um, each day versus, you know, eight. And then people get pissed, right? Mm -hmm. Like the people that there creates a more divide in America where it's like, oh wow, you have like your four day work week and Mm -hmm. I have to work five days a week. Like, uh optically people would get upset with that but personally if someone's offering me a four-day work week i'm signing up for that all day yeah it would be sweet like i thought of some of the pros just like you like a pro would be obviously you know four is less than five days (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a big one for me Uh, but also i feel like i would probably be a bit more productive if it was just like oh you know, I got three day weekend coming up. I'm going to really grind super hard so I get everything done and I don't have to do anything on this three day yeah. weekend or whatever. And then mm-hmm. also just back to it again, four is less than five. So that's the big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess you, like yeah. you were saying, the holes in it would be even salary workers. Would we just get paid for four days a week or would we get paid for five or would we just do longer shifts? I mean, I'd be down to do longer shifts because I think that would be good because people would be able to get all the yeah. work done needed. Um, as well mm-hmm. um, but then like you mentioned as well hourly workers it's gonna like kind of like screw them unless you pack it all into one day and then is it even enough to get everything that needs to be done done or will we have like a shortage of workers in certain areas if people are just working four days a week yeah or it would be like an effective 20 percent increase on the your like budget right to pay people mm-hmm. would be the the only correct way that you could do it and keep it even yeah and i don't know if business businesses won't be able to afford that for years right because of covid mm-hmm. but that would be the only way you can make it make sense of like oh all the hour we work or you get paid four days but still get paid for five basically so you you just pay people more per hour for the first four yeah. um but Great idea in theory, though, Andrew. Like, I would love a four-day work week. That'd be such a game changer. <laughs> I like throwing out the ideas. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. No, or ever. There's <laughs> enough stuff going on in the world where corporations aren't like, oh, maybe right now is a good time to switch to four. Yeah. Maybe some are maybe. because of um, they're trying to save money, but I think you would definitely be paid less is, oh, yeah. is the takeaway there. If they were to do it, they would not do it and be like, oh, we'll pay you the same. It'd be a way to save money right now. Yeah, because if they pay you, you know what? Uh, 52 days left a year that's that's a that's a good chunk (laughs) yeah yeah speaking of people and uh changing how they pay and and whatnot it seems like uber and lyft there's some crazy stuff happening down in california 
I haven't been following it super closely, but I think I had read that like Uber may just go offline in California or something like that. I don't know if you've been you've been keeping up with it. Yeah, I actually have. So the first time I actually heard about this story was from a Uber driver when I was down in California. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about mm-hmm. how there was like a vote going on to determine whether or not um, Uber drivers should be considered employees. And some of the benefits of that would be they get paid sick, paid sick leave, um, maybe get some money towards, you know, health care and health insurance um, and that sort of thing. And, you know, PTO and just all that kind of stuff. However, one of the downsides of it is in order to do that, people would have to, you know, hit a certain number of hours worked. And it's kind of difficult with the ride sharing app because sometimes they're obviously busier than others. Um, in addition to that, it may result in them not being mm. able to choose their schedule, which is one of the great things about Uber, because not everyone that drives Uber does it full time. Like some people do it to just make a little bit of extra money on the side. And so that would kind of get in the way of that. In addition, um, there could be like shortage of hours because people would be like, I don't want to work at, you know, uh, from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. or whatever and that sort of thing. And so there's like a lot of things that kind of mess it up because it's more of like it's supposed to be more of a gig app. You know, like uh, just uh, when you need money, you do this or you do it part time, not so much as a career, but it's turned into a career for a lot of people. So um, it's I don't know, it's just a, a mixed thing. I, I think it should just stay the same personally. Um, but that's that's just me being a capitalist. Yeah, that's interesting to hear your take. I have not been following it as closely, so I don't have a super strong opinion, but it is uh, a bit crazy if they were to go offline like that would be. That would that would be interesting to see. Yeah, like I, what would I wonder what would happen there? Well, it would screw. I think it would be, it's like a big threat because then it's like a bunch of people don't have jobs anymore. Yeah, and right now it's high stakes. Yeah. There's there's uh, enough unemployment to go around right now that it would be pretty high stakes for something like that to happen. It's a it's a good way to put pressure on the government to change it if they just actually went offline. I don't think they would do it permanently because California is such a big market for them. But if it does, if it did end up costing them more than it was making them, then they'd just be like, it's just not even like worth it. And then a bunch of people at Uber would probably lose yeah. their jobs as well because that market isn't, mm-hmm. you know, a thing anymore. But yeah, and that would get be hitting, yeah, the Uber drivers, the corporate office, of course, too. I think Uber and Lyft both did around the layoffs. I don't know. At the, at yeah, the corporate level, I think I'd read that. They yeah. Um, and so it would be. It would be sad to see. Yeah, so I just think this is horrible timing to do it, just in general. I think Uber has mm-hmm. definitely a lot of leverage on uh, the California government because they are losing money. Yeah, and, for sure. And they are something. For sure, for they, sure. Yeah. Have you seen... Uh... No, 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 no. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you seen there's going to be no football this fall? Yeah, for college. No Pac-12, right? I think the SEC is going to continue on. If they do, I wonder. It just makes it easier for them to win the championship, right? The SEC. Oh, sorry. Am I breaking up? No, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I think the SEC might be continuing on, but the Pac-12 and Big Big 10, Big 12 is out. Yeah, it will... If if they're the only teams playing, then there's a lot less competition to get to the, the college football championship. 
Oh, they're not making it to the championship. <laughs> yeah, think. there's no way. People, a bunch of people are going to get sick. And football is just such a, yeah. a, a risky one because all, so many of the coaches are really out of shape. And so I'd be concerned in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the NFL is going to make There's it. There's just well, big team. College kids are like, you can't. NFL people. Yeah, like, <laughs> either. I think football's just NFL, screwed. Yeah, NFL, like, to your point we talked about last week, I can see them doing it and them just being like, fuck it. I'm, we're just going to do it with disregard until someone dies. NCAA, those are kids, and they're not getting paid to do it. It's different. Yeah. I think you have to. I don't think it's gonna go the same way. You can't just be like, oh, we're just gonna do it and see what happens. Like, it's gonna be lawsuits and all this other stuff. Those kids don't get played to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like being forced by a school. Nope, we're staying open. What? <laughs> all right, this isn't essential yeah. business or anything like that. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it sucks too. Like I know. Uh, it's easy for me to say, oh, don't do it. Like, I get that. It's basically, they don't get paid to do it, but it is ultimately, like, their career and their job for a ton of them. Um, they just don't get paid for it yet. So I understand it's super painful. Yeah, I think they should just postpone it till next year. I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. I know the SEC is really, mm-hmm. I guarantee the SEC will be the last uh, division to say they're not doing the season, though. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like I, mean, I keep seeing all the stories of kids or the the schools that are going back in person, and they just have like a ton of cases and outbreaks already. I think the Greek system up at UW got hit really bad earlier, a couple months earlier, where they had like eighty or hundred kids get it, mm-hmm. which is what's the Greek system up at UW like a thousand or two? Probably Maybe there might be a like thousand 2000. kids up there. I'd say two thousand. Yeah, Each house has almost. Do you 100. think during the summer it would it would probably be? It might be a little bit less during the summer. Yeah, COVID, probably like thousand. Five to ten percent infection rate, you know, <laughs> is like not great. Yeah, and you we we know the up at UW like if one kid gets it, everyone's getting it. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and people will go out and still party yeah. and stuff like that with it. I remember so many people would go out sick. To parties and whatnot you just be like there'd be like people that oh, were sick for like man. months at a time like yeah i'm just gonna still go out it's just like why don't you just like wait a week and feel better <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so i heard a funny story yesterday uh about uh it, it happened i think at uw and someone got a covid test they went to a party uh fraternity party and then found out at the party, they got their test result that they were positive. And so they <laughs> went and got the test. They're like, I got to go to this party. Because, again, that's what people are going to do. Yeah. Like, we were in college. Just, so, you know, sadly, I think what we would have done, too. And we're like, oh, we're still going to go. Uh, or at least, you know, we know folks that would have done that. And uh, they're at the party. And then they just see on their phone the email, you are COVID positive. They're like, oh, it's shit. Like, Ooh, I'm just going to slide <laughs> out Shut real it down. quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, where are you going? Bathroom, oh, bathroom. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. Dude, and this sororities and fraternities, especially one person gets it, everyone will get it because you're just in such close quarters. Like we were in a room with what, eight people and bunk beds and just one small room. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, I gotta get out of here, Josh. I got some tubes to to ride on. 
damn pushing me off the pod yeah. <laughs> you can no you can just talk <laughs> hey everyone what's up this is dylan this is, be, this is josh here <laughs> extended hour of just joshua talking just talking about life <laughs> you can give yeah. everyone a tutorial on fixing floors and stuff like that and doing remodeling <laughs> yeah exactly exactly no it, it, hopefully you have a, a fun time floating where are you going again uh snohomish there's like a river you can float down so almost nice should be fun but all right we'll have fun thanks it's gonna be very hot yep thanks josh thanks everyone for listening um yeah not, not no no calls to action just share this with a friend that'd be the best thing <laughs> <laughs> no action items but nice. <laughs> if you're asking share this with a friend anyway though nice. always great talking to you yeah i'll talk to you next week